Hi guys. So today I'm going to be talking about the spirit of condemnation and the condemning spirit. Sometimes um, if we're not careful, if we don't really identify um, an offense, it will open up the way to a condemning spirit to come in and then, you know, bring that condemnation. And sometimes we as Christian, we have to learn the difference between when we are bringing a word of truth and love versus when we're bringing a word of truth and condemnation. Because the word brought in condemnation, correction brought in condemnation, discipline given in out of condemnation, a spirit of condemnation is never going to make a person feel like they are able to turn that they are able to receive God's love and God's forgiveness. There is no love in condemnation, okay? There is no true forgiveness in condemnation. You bringing a condemning word to someone is not going to make them want to repent. It's not going to come displaying the love and character and compassion that comes from God. And so I was reading the word and um, I was in the, I was I was soaking with the, the Holy Spirit this morning. And one of the things he had me do, he had me put down some, he had me in the spirit, put down stones. And he was like, he, it was like, I was opening up my hand and I was throwing them to the ground as if it was like, I was like putting them down, you know, I, I'm putting down these stones. Um, and he, I heard the, the scripture, you know, so clearly that he who is without sin cast the first stone. And he was just like, put those stones down. And sometimes, um, and he had me even like, cast the stones that were were um that came from thoughts in my mind it was just like he was like you have stones um to throw at people based off of what you think about them or what you think about what they're, they're doing or what you think about the lifestyle that they're living. And he was like, now take those stones out your mouth. Those are the stones. Those are the, the, the words, the harsh words, the condemning words that you have to speak out about that person. Those can be considered stones as well. So when we think of, you know, cause back in the day, people were, um, they were stoned for their sin. Cause we had no atonement. We had no, you know, there was no, um, there was no Jesus. Well, he, he existed, but you know, he didn't die yet. He didn't, he didn't pay the price for our sins yet. You know what I'm saying? So they only had like sacrifices, like goats and animal sacrifices. Right. But that wasn't enough. So people back in the day were like stoned for certain sins and, and killed for certain sins. And so sometimes we have to be, sometimes we are, we are guilty of as believers, as Christians, as people who are not even as Christians, people sometimes who are hurt or offended, they will pick up or open the way to a condemning spirit that will come in and make them feel like they are speaking the truth and they're telling the truth or I'm just telling the truth. Well, if you're not telling the truth in love, if you're not, you know, um, saying it in a way that invites the love of God that, that, you know, displays the love of God, then guess what? That's condemnation. You, you preaching condemnation. Okay. You condemning people. We are not to condemn people. We don't have, it's not our position. It's not our, it's not our place to do that. We are supposed to speak the truth in love and therefore let the love of God penetrate a person's heart, permeate a person's heart. You're not supposed to be condemning people in your mind by the, the stones, AKA the, the bad thoughts, the toxic thoughts, the negative thoughts, the negative opinions that you have of people in their situation, or you're not supposed to be condemning people with your mouth, AKA you in conversation, talking about their situation, talk, condemning them for the choices that they're making, condemning them from their, for their sin. That's not God. 
That is a hurt person. That is a wounded person. And I, I identify that in myself. I, this week I said, wait a minute. Yeah, it may be the truth. This, this, this may be, this may be the truth. Okay. But am I, am I, am I coming from a place of this is, this is, this truth is, it has some condemnation tied to it and attached to it. You know, it's, it's, it's coming from a hurt place. You know, it's not coming from a pure place. This is a, it's a, there's an open wound in me and I'm speaking from that open wound. There's an offense, there's a hurt and I'm speaking from that. And I understood that and I identified that. And I said, God, I said, the scariest thing about this whole entire situation is not the situation itself. It's about my feelings towards the situation. Because I'm the type of person I want to keep my heart pure before God. My heart is very important to me. And I, I value it. I value what it looks like before God. I value, you know, I value that. And so I was like, God, I'm not even, I'm scared about how it makes me feel. Sometimes we, sometimes we rather just not, I'd rather just not have known. I'd rather just not have seen. I just, I just, cause, cause I don't want these feelings to come about. Cause I don't want to have to go through all this delivering, you know what I'm saying? Like God, I'd rather just not know, you know, <laughs> but it was just like, you know, I wasn't afraid of the situation itself. I was afraid of how I felt. I was afraid of the anger, the resentment, the, the rage and the hurt that I felt. So that is what scared me. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? To be in a place where you are, you have your heart towards God, your heart before God and you've gone through deliverance and you've had you've had a heartbreak and then you know what I'm saying and then you heal from that and then you to to you no one wants to experience a heartbreak. Sometimes the the heartbreak itself will keep you in situations longer than what you have to because you know you don't you don't want to experience the heart the heartbreak. You don't want to experience the negative emotions and the negative feelings that come with having to break break up with someone or break up with a situation or you know what I'm saying have your heart broken right I'd rather sit with I'd rather you know what I'm saying not know I'd rather not even face it than to face this and actually um actually come to the reality of this situation is a heartbreaking situation right I'd rather just not even face it and that's where I was. I'd rather not say, I'd rather not know that, I'd rather not face that because it's a heartbreaking situation, right? Because I was afraid to face how, how it would make me feel. Um, and so I was running from how, you know, I was, I didn't want to address it because, and I thought I had addressed it. I thought, you know, I, this, it wasn't the whole thing in general, but it was like a, a specific part of it. God kept bringing me, bringing it to my attention. Like, how would you feel if this happened? You know, how would this make you feel if this happened? But I kind of was like, oh, I mean, this is what it is. You know, the cliche, the, the, the surface answer to it. Right. But no, I need you. I want, see, God will show you things ahead of time so that you can address it ahead of time. He, he want to, he wants you to get those feelings out before the situation even comes. That way it won't, it won't break your heart. It won't be heartbreaking because you would have already addressed it and been honest with God. So when the situation happens and it occurs, God, I didn't already gave you how I will feel. And then sometimes we do have situations that would arise and we don't know how it's going to make us feel until it happens. However, God is so good. He's so faithful that I'm going to, I want you to have an advantage. Okay. I, I've never, God told me, 
I'm always going to warn you about something that's that's going to be harmful to you, that's going to hurt you. I'm never going to let you be in the dark about something that's coming that's going to hurt you. So I'm always going to reveal it ahead of time so that you can either be brought into the awareness of it so that you can so that it doesn't have to affect you like it would had you not had known. But a lot of the times we are ignorant to what God is trying to show us and we're not, we're, you know, we're not addressing it. He give us dreams. He show us and he bring, he, he bring, gives us questions, brings questions to our attention. And it's like, he wants the honest, truthful answer. He wants us to dig somewhere to give us an honest answer, but we just want to give him surface answers. And then when a situation arises, boom, it's in our face and you, you now you, your heart broke. You know what I'm saying? Face it now. Face it when he's showing you beforehand so that when it comes up, you don't have to be as you don't have to be devastated. That's what I learned. Okay. But anyways, back to back to where I was going with this, right? And so I had my stones in my hand. I was like ready to throw them, right? And so I'm gonna give you guys a scripture. Uh John is coming from John 8, 1 through uh 11 and we've all heard we all quote we like to quote it like i always say we quote a lot of stuff we we you know we gotta live something at some point right and so um it says jesus went across to mount olives but he was soon back in the temple again swarms of people came to him he sat down and taught them the religious scholars and pharisees led in a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery they stood her in plain sight of everyone and said teacher this woman has this woman was caught red-handed in the act of adultery. Moses, in the law, gives orders to stone such persons. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something incriminating so they could bring charges against him. Jesus bent down and rolled with his finger in the dirt. They kept, they kept at him, badgering him. He straightened up and said, The sinless one among you go first. Throw the stone. Bending down again, he wrote some more in the dirt. Hearing that, they walked away one after another, Beginning with the oldest, the woman was left alone. Jesus stood up and spoke to her. Woman, where are they? Does no one condemn you? No, master. Neither do I, said Jesus. Go on your way. From now on, don't sin. And um, so pretty much she had Jesus had forgiven her, you know, and she stood in for she stood in her place of forgiveness with him. And he pardoned her, you know, he pardoned her from that sin of adultery. You know what I'm saying? And so when Jesus is pardoning somebody, you have to, you, you can't, there's nothing you can do to condemn that. You can try, but you're going to be setting yourself up against, up against God. Once he has pardoned somebody and his sins have paid for something that somebody has done and you sitting up there condemning them by, you know, criticizing and judging them and you know what I'm saying just just condemning them with your thoughts condemning them with your mouth condemning them in your conversations condemning them you know always reminding them of what they're doing wrong what they did wrong you know what I'm saying that is a spirit of condemnation that you have there talk about you telling the truth you telling the truth there should that the real truth got love tied to it the real truth got it, it comes from Jesus okay it is Jesus and he is love so the real truth is going to lead to some type of repentance, but you condemning people and you you throwing it up in their face what they doing, it's not gonna ever lead anybody to repentance. And so we have to check our motive for 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 the truth, for telling the truth. We have to make sure we're not speaking from a hurt place and a wounded place in us, right? And you see that before this woman even like before there was even a repentance. Jesus told them, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. 
It ain't like this woman said, oh, forgive me, God. You know, she, she, no. Jesus is not, he's not, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, right? We like to quote that. We like to say that. But I want you guys to understand that there are people that God, that God, there are people that God wants to save and he wants to, you know, bring the good news and bring salvation, the news of salvation through you. But how can he do that if you have a condemning spirit on you that every time you open up your mouth to speak the truth, it's not even spoken in love, but it's spoken with a condemning heart, a condemning spirit. There is no love in condemnation. There is no repentance or fruitfulness of condemnation. The only fruit you get from condemnation is shame. More guilt. And, and some people are being turned away from God because they are being condemned by Christians, condemned by people that claim to, quote unquote, know the truth. The truth, first of all, if you don't know love, that's the basics. Of, that's the foundation of the gospel. Love. God is love. And I mean, this is me. I'm talking to y'all, but I'm, this is some. This is a message I was preaching to me this morning by the Holy Spirit. Yes, something, it may be wrong with what people are doing. It may be wrong. It may be wrong. Yes. It, it may oppose God. He may be, he himself may be like, this is wrong. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it doesn't give you a right to condemn. We cannot do the work of the enemy for him and condemn people and accuse them. They already, you know what I'm saying? Sin, sin alone brings about condemnation. And so we as people of God, we should be, you know, bringing love, not condemnation. The world is already condemned. They already, you know what I'm saying? They already live in a fallen state, a fallen condition. We got to show them something different than what they're already experiencing in this condemned world. And so, um, I just wanted to share that with you guys because, man, I had to really look at myself this morning, um, you know, and just really understand that seeing the truth, it doesn't always start with you looking at the other person ha or, you know, you looking at another person's situation. It starts with you looking at yourself. Okay. It starts with you looking at you first. Amen.